Today we have Black Friday football. Can Tim Boyle help the Jets save their season? We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets. Your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, November 24th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show free for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out, helps other Jets fans find the podcast. This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, today we are here to preview a special Friday game between the Jets and the Dolphins. Three o'clock Eastern kickoff time today from MetLife Stadium, the NFL's first ever Black Friday game. You can stream the game on Amazon. So even though it's a, obviously a Friday afternoon game for television purposes, this is part of Amazon's Thursday night football tack package. So you'll get the game on Amazon. Uh, if you don't have an Amazon Prime subscription, it's pretty easy. It's actually, if you're not familiar with this, it's actually the same subscription you use to get the free two-day shipping when you buy something off Amazon. It, it comes with with it, with a pass to watch things on their video service. So you can do that. Um, if you don't have Amazon Prime, they actually offer a, three, a free 30-day trial. So you can sign up for that, watch the Jets today, and then decide whether or not you want to keep it. But if you don't have access to some sort of streaming, uh, stre the streaming package, if you if you can't like if you don't have a smart TV or a smart device, if you don't if you can't stream a game th this game, you can watch it locally on Fox Five because the NFL requires all games involving local teams to be broadcast on an over the air network, and that's why you'll see like Monday Night Football games are frequently simulcast on an over the air network. So if you're in the New York area, you should have access you should have access to this game, and even if you're not in the New York area, it's pretty easy to get the Amazon. Uh, streaming subscription. Now, whether or not you want to watch this game is a different story because the Jets obviously are not playing very good football right now. And Tim Boyle is taking over at quarterback for the Jets today. He will start in place of Zach Wilson. We can call it the Tim Boyle show. Uh, can this Eastern Kentucky product who play, also played some college ball at UConn save the Jets season? There's a lot on the line for the Jets in this one. If they lose this game, they fall three games back in the loss column for the final playoff spot. With just six to go, you know, it's a it would be a very difficult situation for the New York Jets. It would be very difficult to see the Jets overcoming that sort of hole. And as much as anything else, it would be very difficult for the New York Jets to feel confident in their ability to play good football going forward. Because it's not just about, you know, the standings. It's not just about how things look on a spreadsheet. It's also a question of whether your team has the confidence to go out and play good football the rest of the way. I think this win could be a, a win today could be a confidence boost for the Jets. You know, you beat a quality opponent, you beat a team that, you know, looks like it might be the favorite in the division right now. It's still a very long road for the New York Jets. I, I think if we're being objective here, it's going to be really tough for the Jets to get back into this AFC playoff race, but any hopes of that happening begin in this game. And I think that the hope for the Jets is that Tim Boyle provides some sort of spark. A year ago, it was just in fact, it was a, just about one full calendar year ago on the dot. The Jets turned to Mike White. Uh, they benched Zach Wilson after a really ugly loss in, in New England. 
and they put Mike White in. And he, I don't know what it was. You just got the sense that the guys in the locker room really believed in Mike White. And it was almost as though they saw what was going on in practice day to day. And they felt like Mike White was a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. And at least for one week, White kind of sparked the team. And, you know, it didn't work out in the end. You know, White is ultimately a pretty limited quarterback, you know, not necessarily a guy you want starting a lot of games for you. Maybe he can provide a spark for one week. But a year ago, it really felt to me like the guys in the locker room believed Mike White gave that team the best chance to win. I, I don't get the same impression with Tim Boyle. I think that. Zach Wilson standing in the locker room, at least from the outside, seems pretty decent this year. A year ago, a year ago, I think it was a completely different story. A year ago, it almost felt like the, the guys on the team were quitting on Zach Wilson in real time. This year, it feels like the guys really respect Zach Wilson. Um, you know, and I, I didn't get a, the sense from listening to some, what some of the guys said this week that they were necessarily blaming Zach for ever, anything that was going on. I think this is just more of a desperation move. I don't think this is a move that the Jets even really have a lot of conviction in because if you believed Tim Boyle was the best quarterback for this team, this move would have been made weeks ago. The Jets offense has been struggling for a really long time. You know, last year the Jets were winning games, so you could justify leaving Zach in. And then it was pretty much the nightmare game he had in New England that forced them to pull him. This year the Jets offense has been really struggling. And Zach's been a component of that. I don't think he's been the only problem, though. But if the Jets really felt like Tim Boyle was the guy who was going to fix their season, I feel like this move would have been made a while back. It's unusual to make a change, a quarterback change, especially on a short week, because there's lots, there are lots of like nuanced things you have to instill in your quarterback. Frequently you see teams make a change after the, after their bye week because you get a few extra practices in just to work out all the potential problems. The fact that the Jets are doing this on a very short week, it shows you just how it's a pure desperation play. It's not a move that I think they believe is going to work. I think they're just trying to find something. You know, there, there aren't really any easy solutions to fix the offensive line. There aren't really any easy solutions to fix the wide receiver group. I mean, they've already tried to make changes at receiver. You know, you've seen Randall Cobb's playing time reduced. You've seen Xavier Gibson's playing time increased. On the offensive line, it feels like they're reshuffling every single week and they're kind of being forced to by injuries. So you can't really say they're sticking with guys who aren't working on the offensive line. There just really aren't many good options. And if they're not going to change the play caller, which they should, I, I think Nathaniel Hackett should go, but they're not going to do that, probably in part because Aaron Rodgers doesn't want Nathaniel Hackett to go. Uh, then the only real option here is to make a change at the quarterback position and hope Boyle brings something new to the table. Now, on what limited action we've seen from Boyle, it does seem like he gets the ball out quickly. And I think one of the issues with Zach has been he has been inconsistent with his reads. And these, these things are, this is a little bit more nuanced than you're used to with Zach Wilson, because with Zach Wilson, you, you've seen disaster games. You know, you saw the two games against New England last year where he was just making plays that were so obviously bad. This year when Zach's failing, you know, he's not throwing, for the most part, he's not throwing horrible interceptions. You know, he's not airmailing a pass two yards in front of him. He's just like missing reads. You know, in the NFL, windows open and close very quickly. You, you don't have a lot of time to process. You either need to make the decision to get the ball out, boom, or the window is going to close. And sometimes what happens is, you know, your first reads open and you don't react quickly enough. It closes. You move on to your second read. Nothing's there. Then the pressure gets to you and you have to throw it away. Now, when you're watching at home, that doesn't look like such a bad play. But 
in reality, the quarterbacks kind of made a mistake there. And that's one, I think it's one of the reasons that you see Zach Wilson uh, playing. His numbers were so good when he got the ball out in less than two and a half seconds. His numbers were so bad after two and a half seconds, because in the instances where he, where he made his first read properly, he got the ball there on time. When he didn't though, he held the ball for a really long time and kind of threw it away. And he wasn't really, you know, I think part of the issue with Zach was also, he wasn't able to get deeper into his progressions. I think for better or worse, Tim Boyle will get the ball out quickly. Now, whether or not he's going to make the right read is a different story. And I think that that's where Tim Boyle could get into some trouble in this game because Tim Boyle's decisive. And you know, it, being decisive is can be good in some situations. It can be bad in some situations. There are a lot of situations where Zach Wilson was not decisive enough. Uh, Tim Boyle may make really quick reads, and they may be the wrong reads. And I think that that could be an issue. But with the offensive line in the, in the place that it's in, Maybe having a, a quarterback who won't hesitate to make a decision, you know, maybe that could be a good thing. If you get the ball into Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson's hands, maybe they can break a big play or two. Look, it's going to be a tough road for the Jets in this game. I, I think it's tough to have a ton of confidence in Boyle based on what he's done in his limited NFL career and also even going back to college where his numbers really weren't that great. But the Jets, I think, had to try something, and Tim Boyle is the guy that they're trying. Now, ahead here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we're going to turn our attention to the defense. They did not play very well last week against Buffalo. Can they have a bounce-back game against one of the NFL's most explosive offenses? There are going to be some key matchups to watch, some really marquee matchups, and we'll tell you what they are as we continue this Friday edition of Lockdown Jets. This episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets at FanDuel with any winning $5 money line bet. So as the weather gets colder, you can tell the NFL offers are staying hot at FanDuel. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You know, the Jets are nine and a half point underdogs today, according to FanDuel. The game has an over under of 40.5 points. If you believe in Tim Boyle, you believe in the Jets, maybe that's your spot to place your $5 money line bet and get $150 back in bonus bets. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is very easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So if you don't believe in the Jets, maybe you want to take a player prop on a big game for Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off the NFL season against FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. And a big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, and then bonus episodes as needed, as news breaks, sometimes after games. Today we are previewing the Jets and the Miami Dolphins, 3 o'clock Eastern time today on Amazon Prime. And then locally, you can watch the game on TV on Fox 5 in New York. Uh, Jets... In many ways, their season's on the line in this one. Uh, they cannot fall to four and seven. I mean, even if they win this game at five and six, it's going to be a very difficult road. But I, I think a loss here today would all but finish off the Jets. I mean, I think we could start looking at the draft. And to win this game, the Jets are going to have to get more out of their offense. But the defense needs to bounce back. Last week, the defense did not play a very good game against the Buffalo Bills. In fact, I think it, you could fairly say one of two games where the defensive performance for the Jets was outright poor this season, the other being week two against the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a tough challenge because Miami is a very well-schemed offense, and there's a lot of firepower on this offense, namely at the wide receiver position. I think if you went into this game without a rooting interest, you would just be really intrigued by the matchup between the Jets' corners versus the Dolphins' receivers because there's a strong case to be made that this Dolphins' receiver group is the top wide receiver duo in the league in Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. And 
Hill is having a monster season. Hill might be the most productive receiver in the NFL this year. And Waddle, you know, maybe isn't quite playing on Hill's level, but obviously very dangerous, obviously a lot of speed. Going up against the Jets corner, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. And these are two corners who I think, you know, I trust to match up with anybody. It's I trust DJ DJ Reed as much as I've ever trusted a number two corner on the Jets. In fact, I feel like DJ Reed can hang with most number one receivers in the NFL. And then Sauce is obviously one of the top receivers, uh, top corners in the NFL. Yeah, you can trust to shut down other teams' receivers. But these guys have health because the Jets don't blitz much. And they don't need to blitz much because of their four-man pass rush, because they can rotate so many defensive linemen in and out through the game and generate a pass rush. So these guys, even though I, I even against a Hill and Waddle, I'd trust them. But they're, they're probably not going to need to match up one-on-one -on -one with them all that much because the Jets can rush four, drop seven, and still get pressure. And that, that's really a luxury. It's, it's really a great thing for this Jets defense that you can that they can generate the pressure rate they've generated by only rushing four. I think two key guys for this game are for the Jets are C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams. And, you know, it's amazing how perceptions change because at the beginning of the season, I don't think this was an unfair prognostication based on what we knew at the time. Linebacker seemed like a huge weakness for this team. And part of that is that, you know, Mosley was Mosley's always been a decent player, but he, he wasn't quite the guy he was in Baltimore. And Quincy Williams was a guy who was very fast, you know, brought a lot of tools to the table, but also played out of control at times. And sometimes that speed worked against him because he'd run himself out of a play or he'd run himself into the wrong gap, which would produce a big play for the opposition. Not so much this year. Quincy has channeled his aggression in a very effective way. He's turned into a fantastic linebacker. And I feel like Quincy's emergence has made Mosley a better player because now Mosley doesn't really have to do the number one linebacker things anymore. You know, he doesn't have to take the tough coverage assignments. He can just kind of do what he does. He doesn't, you know, they just don't need him to play sideline to sideline. Mosley's more of a stay at home kind of guy. He's a guy who, um, you know, is best playing the run, shedding blocks, you know, being in the right spot, dropping to the right zone. And because now you have a guy who can cover so much ground and Williams Mosley can kind of get back to that. These two guys I thought had kind of a rough game last week against Buffalo. In fact, I think you could make an argument that it was their worst game of the season, a rare bad game for these, these two guys. But they're key players in this one because of the way Miami's offense works. With Miami, with two attack of ILO, he's kind of like the master of the run pass option. And the, the run pass option is exactly what it sounds like. At the snap, the quarterback takes the ball and he has the option to either he to either hand the ball off or throw it. And there's an option for a run and an option for a pass. And most of the time the decision is made based on what the linebackers do because the run pass option typically keys on one single player. And generally speaking, that's a linebacker and it puts the linebackers in a tough spot because as a linebacker at the snap, you're given two responsibilities. You're given one responsibility against the run and one against the pass against the run. You're typically given a gap to play. So the way it works is the space between two offensive linemen and an offensive lineman and a tight end is called a gap. So there's like the gap between the center and the guards, the gaps between the guards and the tackles. In run defense, typically you have one player assigned to each gap. And generally speaking, it's defensive linemen and linebackers. And sometimes if you move a safety into the box, you move like that eighth man into the box, he'll get a gap. And sometimes guys get two gaps. So at the snap, the quarterback kind of puts the ball out for the for running back to take a handoff and the quarterback watches one of the linebackers. If the linebacker comes down to play the run against the gap, usually there's a receiver running into the space. The linebacker's vacated. He just throws it behind him. Meanwhile, if the linebacker just stays back and plays coverage, the quarterback will just hand it off. And generally speaking, the offensive line will have a numbers advantage. It's not easy to play a run pass option. Defenses have become savvier 
at figuring out how to do it. They've kind of built some things into their defensive calls. Uh, they've made it, you know, they, they've come up with better approaches over the last couple of years, but it's still not easy to defend because you're putting the, the linebacker in conflict. It's kind of the evolution, the next evolution of play action passing. Your play action, the whole concept, the whole reason play action is so effective is this, the same reason is that you're moving, you're essentially forcing guys to play the run and vacate their passing assignment. So it's going to require a lot of discipline from CJ and Quincy in this game. And the Jets, you know, they need to tackle better than they did against Buffalo. I think that that one's an obvious one. It's a short week. The Jets probably did not get a lot of practice time in this heading into this game. So that'll probably be a bit of a challenge. But the Jets, you know, they, there were too many missed tackles against Buffalo last week. Um, you, know, you, you just hope that that's better. I think the game last week against Buffalo was kind of an anomaly. I think, you know, the, to the extent there's concern for the Jets, maybe it's that, you know, is the season over? Is the off, is the defense getting tired of the offense? I, I don't buy into that. I think this defense is going to play with plenty of pride. I think this defense is going to be angry about what happened last week. You know, you get to the end of the season, people wonder if the team's still playing hard. Well, it's the NFL. These guys are professionals, you know, for the most part. I would say like 95 to 98% of the time, guys are going to play hard. The Jets season's not over yet. I, I actually expect a big bounce back performance for the Jets on defense in this one. The question, of course, is whether or not they can get enough offense because that, that's been the issue. The defense has put in some phenomenal performances this year, and the offense just hasn't been good enough, even when the defense is playing really well. So you got to get more out of the offense. So that, that, that to me is the key more than anything else but of course this game brings a number of different unique components to it based on the teams that are playing based on the day the week this is as we can continue on this friday edition of lockdown jets we're going to talk about some of the wild cards heading into this game it's it's going to be an interesting matchup and there are a couple of things we don't know about what's going to happen and we'll talk about those things a little bit more as we continue this friday edition of lockdown jets This episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know you should not have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy the tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you a complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two two taps. I've used Game Time before. It's incredibly easy to use. It's incredibly transparent. There are other ticket sites that make you jump through all these hoops. They make you go through all these forms. Game Time is super simple. So if you want to head on out to MetLife Stadium today, check out Game Time. They have great deals on last-minute tickets. So Jets and Dolphins at 3 o'clock, you have a few hours, but Game Time will let you go to the game. Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, one word with no space, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. We're previewing Jets and Dolphins, 3 o'clock Eastern time, Amazon Prime, locally on TV on Fox 5 in New York. This game has some wild cards to it. Uh, there are a couple of things that make this game a little bit difficult to prognosticate. I mean, we can figure out what we think is going to happen. But I think, first of all, whenever you have two divisional opponents, there tend to not be a lot of secrets. Even though it's the first meeting between these two teams this year, these coaching staffs have matched up quite a bit. In fact, Robert Sala and Mike McDaniel are good friends. So, you know, there's not, there tends not to not be a lot of secrets. You can't really surprise these teams. And when teams match up as often as the Jets and Dolphins do, you know, sometimes unexpected results happen. So I think if you're looking for an upset, first of all, 
if you're a Jets fan, you're kind of banking on the fact that it's a divisional game. You you know sometimes uh, you know, sometimes you just don't get the results you, you think will happen. I think the other thing though that will take a lot of surprises out of this game are the fact is the fact that it's a Friday game. The short week it makes it very difficult to prepare for a game if you're if you're an NFL coaching staff, and that's because you have to understand what the typical NFL schedule is during a week. You know, Monday tends to be days day where guys go in, they get treatment for injuries. Maybe they watch some film. The coaches go over some stuff. Tuesday tends to be the day off where, you know, the players are out. And what happens on Tuesday is the coaching staffs get together and they figure out what the game plan is. And typically what the game plan entails is playbooks are very big. Playbooks can be hundreds of plays, maybe even over a thousand plays. When you're picking, I don't know, like, I don't know, like 40 to 50 plays that you're that you're going to use for your game and the, you'll pick your plays for any situation you pick your first down plays your second down plays your third and short plays your third and long plays that's what happens on tuesday wednesday thursday friday are the days where you install the game plan especially wednesday and thursday so you think about that you think about how short this week was the jets you know these teams don't really get a lot of time to practice during this week they don't really you know i mean the first couple of days the guys are banged up from the sunday games so it's really difficult you know even if even if, like you condense the schedule even if like you move things back a day or two and you, you try and rush things in you can't really practice with the same intensity level because guys are nursing injuries they're still bouncing back from what happened last week so that makes it difficult to install new things so you know from the jet standpoint that could be good when you're putting in tim boyle because the dolphins have had even less time to prepare for him than they would have otherwise. And there's really not a lot of film on Tim Boyle. If you're talking about this from a jet standpoint, it makes things a little bit trickier trying to break in a new quarterback because you have this, this guy who really hasn't been part of the system. He's still got to learn, you know, how, what depth the receivers are going to run. He still has to learn some nuanced things about their breaks. He has less time to learn them and he has less time to, you know, get comfortable with, you know, I know he knows the playbook, but he has less time to get comfortable with a game plan. That might be a bit of a challenge his first time out. So, you know, there are good there are good things and bad things that come from this. But I think if you're the underdog, maybe it's a good thing that you're at you're you're at home and it's a short week. I think I think being at home on the short week definitely helps because as short as your week is, you at least don't have to travel. You know, the Dolphins probably had to spend an extra day traveling, which cut down even further on their time to prepare for this game. So that's a positive thing. And again, sometimes familiarity can be an equalizer. I think we know that the Dolphins going into this game are the better team, but that's not necessarily a sign that they're that they're going to win. Sometimes when these divisional games happen, you get on a little bit of roll, you figure something out about a guy you're playing, and you're able to use that, and perhaps you're able to help your team pull off an upset. We'll see what happens today, but that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, first give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your Friday. We'll be back to talk about Jets Dolphins next time.